25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two back to long side. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Let's get after this, shall we? Tired of sitting around. Let's get going. <laughs> Welcome into the show. Hour number two is underway. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, say it with me. Go! With the home team. We got a little coffee left in the thermos here. Yeah, baby. Some of the good stuff from High Point Roasters in New Albany. I got to get over to highpointroasters.com and order some new because I'm about to finish the old. Got to get some new coffee. I'm going to get the new Albany blend, most likely. Bicentennial blend. Throw some of that in there. All right, welcome you got, in. You got a link on your site? A link on my site? To their. I got a what on my Got a what on my wants- <laughs> What if someone would like to order some of that delicious coffee? (laughs) Roger, that was fantastic. Hey, say that again. I'm not going to say anything so that I can have the audio. Oh, okay. And how would one order some of that delicious coffee? (laughs) I can't help but giggle. It's fantastic. Some people were born with a radio voice, people. I ain't one of them. Are you making a living? Well, that's right. Roger is one of them, though. Just go to highpointroasters.com. Even better yet, y'all hit up Dan the Coffee Man on Twitter. Dan the Coffee Man. Check him out. He sent me a text a little while ago. He's got back trouble, too. Somebody does up there at High Point Roasters in New Albany because they have a back machine. And uh, said, I'd welcome to you. I may just go up there and smell the coffee while it's being roasted at his place and lay on the back fixer. Or whatever it's a, called. Yeah, the, the uh, what, the, what do you call it now? Incline? Uh, yeah. Bench, whatever. Uh, the guy said, uh, called in and said that that's decompression therapy. Yeah, okay. I've heard yeah, that term before. I think we kind of covered that, yeah. What do you think about this? Well, first, heads up John Cohen, Athletics Director of Mississippi State, scheduled to be on the show in just a bit. Stick around for that on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. What do you think about this, though? College game day. <clears throat> Built by Home Depot is going to be at the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Did uh, at the Walt Disney Resort. Uh, a week from this Saturday, Saturday, August twenty fourth, College Game Day. Yep, Herb Street, Corso, the whole crew. They're going to be doing College Game Day for that first Saturday from the Magic Kingdom, Disney World. But it's not going to be like any other College Game Day. You know why? 
Question, can fans attend College Game Day at the Magic Kingdom Park? Answer, guests visiting Magic Kingdom Park on August 24th may catch a glimpse of the live broadcast as it takes place at the Elevated Train Station on Main Street, USA. Valid theme park admission is required. There will be no special access for just College Game Day viewing. In other words, 100 smackaroos for a ticket to get into Disney World. Question, can I bring a sign or other props to College Game Day at the Magic Kingdom? Answer, Walt Disney World Resort property rules prohibit flags, banners, signs, horns, whistles, large megaphones, and artificial noisemakers. For the complete set of rules, visit DisneyWorld.com slash park rules. And then the final question, will there be access to the ESPN commentators and or College Game Day set? Answer, no designated access to ESPN commentators or college game day set is planned at this time. So is this you, on their frequently asked questions page? I guess it is. It's on Twitter. Uh, is there one on, below that says, and why are we doing this again? <laughs> no, no, no. I know why we're doing it, because Disney owns ABC and ESPN. So. Yeah. My buddy Travis Ryer over in Tuscaloosa retweeted all that and said, Mickey Mouse rules. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yes, attaboy, Travis. Yeah, it's going to be a little different, but what do you I, look? I I don't think it's a, a bad thing. You know, it's different. You're not going to have the drunk college kids who hung out all night waving flags. You're not going to have the Washington State guy who travels, or the people who travel all over everywhere college game day goes, just to get a Washington State flag on television. You're not going to have that like you normally do. So it's not going to feel like game day at all. It's not going to really feel like it at all. It's It'll not feel like a special from Disneyland. Yeah, that's right. It's it, a good it, cross promotion. Yeah, well, that's right, and it's different, which I'm okay with because I got news for you: game day starting to get stale, stale for me. Uh, it it really is. By the way, uh, Roger, you see Cohen's number there? I got it typed in for you. Oh, we're going now, man. Yeah, you see it over there, though? I just want to make sure you can see it. We're good. Yeah, I mean, the, the game day thing's kind of getting stale. I don't get as nearly as excited about it as I used to. I don't know what it is. I just, I'm tired of it. I like the SEC Network version of game day better than actual game day. ESPN game day is a national show on ESPN, Kirk Herbstreet. It's goofy. The SEC network has, what do they call it? I don't even know what they call it. Y'all know what they call it? What is it called? It's not game day. It's SEC something. Dang, what is it? Nation. That's what it is. SEC Nation. Yes, that's the name of the show. Thank you. SEC Nation is the college game day version for the SEC network. You know, with... Feinbaum and Marcus Spears and those. And I like it. I'll be honest with you. I like it better than College Game Day. It's a little, it's got some goofy stuff in there, but less than the College Game Day show. And it's got a lot more football about teams I give a rip about. And that's why I like it on the SEC network. I like a lot of things about the SEC network. In fact, did you know? Did you know today, August the 14th, five years ago today, the SEC network launched? Happy birthday. Happy fifth birthday 
The SEC Network is no longer a toddler. I'm going to talk about that now with somebody who's followed it closely and been on it a bunch. He is the Athletics Director at Mississippi State, John Cohen, on your radio right now. John, uh, happy fifth birthday to the SEC Network, and, and, and congrats to you on five years of getting checks from the SEC Network. <laughs> <laughs> To that, yeah, right? I know. It's just it really wasn't a question, so you don't owe me a response. It's my responsibility <laughs> uh, to, to ask questions. So I'll give you a question. Um, what kind of impact? This is a big one. What kind of impact has the SEC Network's presence had on Mississippi State in its five years of existence? Well, I think it's safe to say it, it's made the entire league better. It's made each individual school better, and here's why. You know. Uh, nothing was ever going to make, you know, you never thought anything was going to make SEC football better. But you're right. I mean, the, the insight that the SEC network has given to the SEC football fan mm-hmm. and the way they cover uh, their games is, is pretty remarkable. Um, and, you know, the boost to all the other sports, you know, all the other sports that aren't football, you know, baseball, softball, volleyball. I mean, all those sports have gotten unprecedented amounts of attention and broadcast and I think it's brought a whole new generation of fans to sports that they might not have even been aware of. That's right. Have you ever gotten any I don't know, heard uh, overheard conversations or, or through the grapevine about the challenge of people that are on the air and producing programming for the network. The challenge of feeling like they need to be I don't know what's the right word. Fair to all fourteen schools? Do they do they struggle with that sometimes? Maybe, um, you know, maybe a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But but I think at the same time, there's a level of professionalism across the board in our league that you know. And, and, and I'll tell you something too. And you know, my background obviously is baseball. But mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're talking about Ben McDonald and you know all the other announcers who are doing our league, I mean it mm-hmm. it's impressive. I, I think in some respects in a lot of our sports, you're getting a level of play-by-play that might be better than their counterparts at the professional level. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Um, there are a lot of really good ones. Some new, some that's been doing it for a while. The uh, If you went back five years ago, John, the you know when you go bef- farther than that for the inception, I guess, of the SEC Network, but then for it to be uh, launched five years ago, is it in a place five years later that everyone expected it to be? Is it on cue or has it exceeded maybe expectations? I think in a lot of ways it's exceeded expectation because uh, you just didn't know what to expect. We have a lot of creative people from our commissioner, you know, Greg Sankey on down, uh, you know, to the folks in Charlotte. They just, they're doing a remarkable job. Um, and I think the best is yet to come. You know, there, there's, you know, their documentary work really. The documentary work that's done in the SEC and at the SEC Network is, again, I'll use this word, unprecedented. I mean, they, they are doing things that I'm not sure any other network is capable of doing, and uh, I know that's going to continue. Yeah. John Cohen on your radio right now, Athletics Director Mississippi State. You mentioned the other sports. You and I have had this conversation before, I think, but I always felt like if you were to look at the the three men's sports – football, basketball, baseball, 
that five years ago when they put this thing in play that baseball had the most to gain from all that extra coverage. I know we just touched on that a minute ago, but being a baseball guy, has it added to that sport and helped the SEC the way that I perceive that it has, in your opinion? Yeah, I think what it's done is, you know, the, the – the boundaries of SEC baseball and SEC recruiting um, were never, you know, fully just locked into the Southeast. But, you know, Matt, if you look at it now, and let's just say you're from, you know, Southern California, my goodness, send your son to play SEC baseball. And, and you, I mean, you can basically watch him play on television mm-hmm. every single time they play, and not just on television, because, you know, there are a lot of broadcasts that are online. That, that you see that, quite frankly, I'm just going to be honest, there are a lot of uh, broadcasts that aren't very impressive. They're, they're bad camera angles. There's very you know poor commentary. Hmm. Again, the professionalism of what's happening with the SEC network is at such a level. That, I mean, the, the, the value of the, the production and the clarity, is, it's pretty remarkable. You're not losing anything. In my opinion, you're just not losing a whole lot watching a major league game than watching the SEC network uh, in the sport of baseball. As the coverage grows, John, like it has, like it is growing nationally, how do you how do you hang on to the regional feel of like conference pride and this being kind of our conference against your conference sort of thing? How do you hang on to that as the league really is national, especially from a coverage standpoint? Well, I think it makes it even more so. It's more more competitive when you're getting into other markets around the, the country. And I think that, um, I, I, you know, it, it's such an honor to be part of this league in a small way. Um, but, Matt, I, I, I'd have to believe others around the country are watching our broadcast mm-hmm. or watching the SEC network and going, how are we going to be able to compete with this? Um, and, again, that puts the onus on – the, the, the coaches in our league, the athletic directors in our league, the presidents in our league to make sure we maintain that high standard. Sure. Who um, who do you credit? Does Mike Slive get the credit for having this dream of what this SEC network is that we have on our TVs and our phones right now? Did, did he get the credit for dreaming that up? Well, I, I think it's like any project. Uh, I, I, I think Mike Slive's got to get a ton of credit. Um, I, I'm going to tell you something, you know, just because I'm a Mississippi State guy. Um, I believe Larry Templeton, Templeton deserves some credit. I mean, there's no question that uh, Larry was involved in this. Um, you know, Mark Womack at, at, in the SEC deserves a ton of cre- credit. Um, you know, Greg Sankey deserves a ton of credit. I, I think there are a lot of parents here um, of this project, but I think um, I'm not sure anybody – five years ago could have foreseen the direction this thing was going to go. And again, convinced more now than ever that it's going to continue to get better. Yeah. John Cohen on your radio. Final thing, John. Yeah. You mentioned, we touched on it two or three times, other sports. And for instance, not every school in the conference is fielding a, a gymnastics team. Not every school is fielding a swimming team. As this thing continues to grow, uh, off what the SEC network has sparked, does that help? That coverage, that added coverage, people around the country gluing into your your live sporting events, 
Does that help open the door for adding those types of teams at different schools? Is that related at all? Uh, I, I, possibly. Um, you know, I think there's a really nice balance. You, you have to give the people what they want, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so that you have as, as many viewers as possible. But at the same time, you know, um, you have to have a really good product. And quite frankly, you know, we, we have an obligation. Uh, the network has an obligation to cover as much many sports as they can in the Southeastern Conference. So um, I think they do an incredible job with that balance. And uh, I, I think it's incredibly entertaining. And I, and I, you know, right before I came on air with you, I heard you make the comment that you felt like uh, SEC Nation was every bit as good as game day. And you know what? I mean, obviously they're both, they are two tremendous shows, but the, the flavor to me, the SEC flavor of um, SEC Nation, to me, it, it's a really fun thing to watch, especially if you have any ties to our region of the country. Yeah. Well, and you know, um, I, I think, John, the dynamic in that and me saying that, I think others are like me, it's similar to... You know, instead of me coming out here and watching a TV show that is just on at a certain time, I can get whatever I want when I want it in 2019 as a consumer. I can get it on my phone. I can listen to the John Cohen podcast on iTunes, and you're talking to Fletcher Cox. It's my school. I don't have to, like 20 years ago, I had to listen to Tony Kornheiser talking about the Lakers. I don't have to do that anymore. I can listen and watch whatever I want. And so what SEC Nation is doing, is giving state fans and Ole Miss fans and Kentucky fans a game day that is first class where when I turn it on, I know they're going to talk about my team. And I'm getting what I want in the same way I get what I want with a podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you know, I'm not taking anything away from game day because they do a phenomenal job, but you're right. You're right. If you are the Kentucky fan and Mississippi State fan, you're going to get your, you know, your part of the broadcast and they're going to cover your game. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, what you're saying, uh, 100%. And I, I think this is why it's been such a great uh, marriage with, with ESPN, um, with ABC, because, you know, it's, it's, they clearly understand how important uh, athletics are in the southeastern region of the country. And, you know, I, <laughs> not to quote the tagline, but, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard a tagline that covers – you know, the idea of intercollegiate athletics anywhere else. I mean, it does indeed just mean more in our area of the country, and anybody who has been exposed to that in our region of the country realizes that. No doubt. Certainly the demand is there, no question. Hey, John, look, I know it's a busy time, and I appreciate it a bunch. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's John Cohen, Athletics Director of Mississippi State. Follow him on Twitter. You probably already do. At John Cohen AD. Give him a follow. You want a direct link, something to click, then click it right there on my Twitter feed at Radio Wyatt. Sent that out just a bit ago. Also, if you were listening earlier and we had Paul Jones on from 24 7 Sports, he covers Mississippi State. There was a listener, Matt, who had a question about Kareem Walker, the he was a former D1 signee, a highly thought of recruit, went JUCO, and then has signed with State but is not there yet. I guess has not been admitted to school or for whatever reason. And Matt wanted me to ask about that. We ran out of time. I didn't get to it. But Paul has responded to him on Twitter and said 
that Kareem Walker, the running back, still hasn't enrolled at Mississippi State yet. And Paul said odds of him making it get lower and lower as each week passes. And he said that's in his opinion. Uh, so I just thought I'd pass that along. So I know we had some folks listening in on that. And, you know, one question that we we're unable to, to, quite, to uh, get to. Hey, and on the uh, game day thing, yes, I, I think John said it. I, I, I wasn't at all ever trying to take a, you know, swipe at college game day on ESPN because I like it. And I find myself listening to it a lot. I don't watch it as much anymore. Sometimes I listen to it. But, yeah, the reason I think I gravitate to SEC Nation on the SEC Network is, one, you feel like there's more of a local sort of personal connection with the crew. Marcus Spears, you know, Feinbaum. I've met some of those. That's me personally, not everybody. But, But you do, right? Like you feel like they're more kind of from and in your neck of the woods. And unless your team... Let's say my team, Mississippi State, unless my team, Mississippi State, is ranked in the top 25 and playing a big top 15 type game, then they're not going to really spend any time on it on college game day. However, on SEC Nation, they may spend a third of the show on it. And I know that as an SEC fan. So it's just kind of like, I think ultimately, unless you or your area or something you connect with is getting national attention, then you're going to gravitate towards whatever is local. And that's what there's the demand for that in the SEC footprint. And for five years now, the uh, SEC network's really been giving that to you in a lot of different ways. Rolling along with you here on a, what is today? Heck, I don't even know. Wednesday? In the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. It just means more. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, we're going to have to have a lesson in that show, The Office, real quick, Roger. All right. As much as I love that show, it's a darn shame. It's ridiculous that I don't have any sound bites from that show handy. I don't have it. I'm sure Ben has some if I just knew what to look for. He's, he sure. is a huge fan. Yeah. we got me, Ben and I have a lot in common. We like Parks and Rec. We like Always Sunny. We like The Office. So Tip, Typical slacker fare. Roger was looking at my Twitter. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, right. It's like lowbrow Seinfeld. See, all the Seinfeld fans look down at us for liking the office. (laughs) Well, y'all can all stick it anyway. Is the office the one that had the TPS forms? No, that's office space. That's office space. Yeah, the office, Steve Carell. Anyway, yeah, and on my Twitter profile, radio podcast host, Hale State football analyst, former QB, videographer. And then it says, my dentist's name is dot, 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 Crentist. <laughs> and that's from the office because uh, Dwight Schrute was trying to overthrow Michael the boss. He wanted Michael's job. <laughs> he set up a rendezvous point at a restaurant down the road with the head boss lady from New York to tell her and explain why he should be the office manager instead of Michael. And when he set it up, 
she immediately called Michael and told him, hey, what's, what's up with Dwight trying to kick you out? The th- problem is Dwight lied to Michael and said that he was going to the dentist's appointment. So when he came back, Michael knew where he'd been, and so he just messed with him for a little while. He said, hey, Dwight, how was it? Dwight kind of forgot that he was supposed to have been at the dentist. Michael offered him some M&Ms, peanut M&Ms. <laughs> he said, here you, here you go. You want this? So Dwight took the M&Ms, started crunching on them, you know, again, forgetting that he was supposed to have been at the dentist. And at one point in the conversation, Michael says, what's your dentist's name, Dwight? And Dwight answered, Crentist. <laughs> and Michael said, your dentist's name is Crentist. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> it's not a lie. Well, we can tell ourselves that all we want to. But look, a lie is a lie. You, sir, are a liar. In fact, your pants are on fire. I a liar. Your pants are on fire. <laughs> Thank you. Frank Caliendo as Al Pacino. On the text line at 885-ESPN, P-Town Chris says currently 224 straight. That would be 224 straight appearances on college game day for the Washington State flag. The Washington State University flag that makes its way you know, to all these different stadiums. I have, I have a feeling it's going to stay at 224. Well, how are they going to get on the, the set? The only hope, the only way that that could happen, flyover, is well. Okay, we've got three possibilities here. You ready? Possibility one: someone with the Washington State flag buys a ticket into the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney oh, okay. on the twenty fourth, sneaks the flag in somehow, waves it, and gets kicked out. But Although, as you read, flags are prohibited, right? Right, they're prohibited. That's what I'm saying. You have to sneak it in and get kicked out, but at least he would keep the streak going. Yeah. Problem is, you get kicked out of Disney, you're kind of forever kicked out. Then the other possibility would be one of the hosts themselves would keep it going, keep the streak going by hoisting the Washington State flag and or having the flag on with someone as a guest, basically, to keep the streak going. Or the third possibility, what Roger just told you, is a flyover. You could potentially have a flyover. That would be huge. It literally and figuratively. Because the flag would have to be huge in order for you to see it. So that is also a possibility. Keep your eyes peeled for that if you are a huge fan of College Game Day. Not this Saturday, but the next, the 24th, as they'll be getting ready for Florida versus Miami. Um, Ernest T, in regards to the fifth anniversary of the SEC Network, Ernest T said, and the SEC Network also has Miss Laura Rutledge. And then he says, hubba hubba. She is a beautiful woman, isn't she? And she's really, really nice and good at what she does. I like Ernest T's uh, earlier comment. Let's see, what was it? Well, you know... Not at the expense of the other shows, but I, it's nice that he said what he said. He says, the drive and Matt Wyatt are carrying the station, period. Oh, yeah. Florida sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to have some fun? Both doing his part. Let's give him a little credit there. Yeah, that's right. 
it's kind of like the you know sometimes it's like the comment section or like a message board. I mean, you can't take everything there very very seriously. <laughs> no, hey, Roger, you want to have some fun? Look up on YouTube early. A, the name, like a proper name, like a someone named Early. Look up Early from the Squidbillies singing a song called Auburn Sucks. You're going to have some fun. Look that one up. Most versions safe for radio, but you might want to preview it first. <laughs> now, what, now, what song am I looking for? Uh, early from the Squidbillies performing Auburn Sucks. <laughs> it's really stupid, but it's funny. And speaking of, this all ties in. The text line has been very active on today's show, 885-ESPN. In fact, uh, one of the first things that was on the show was somebody texted in and said that Matt Wyatt, might have been Ben who texted since he used my whole name. <laughs> he said Matt yeah. Wyatt ought to trade that. trademark his go with the home team on a trademark. But here's a problem. You can't just go out here and trademark the word go. It's like trademarking the word the. But if you're Ohio State University, apparently you think you can. Ohio State is seeking a trademark of one of the most common words in the English language. The school, formerly known as the Ohio State University. They make a big deal out of the Ohio State University. They're seeking a trademark on the word the. 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 T-H-E. They are seeking a trademark on the word the for use on clothing and hats. Now that's according to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The filing went last Thursday, so it's done. They filed it. They want a trademark on the university spokesman said it was necessary to protect the brand. Now listen to this pile of crap right here. Quote, like other institutions, Ohio State works to vigorously protect the university's brand and trademarks, <laughs> said Chris Davey, university spokesman. Quote, these assets hold significant value which benefits our students and, and faculty excuse me, and the broader community by supporting our core academic mission of teaching and research. I'm telling you, this is the world we live in. Think about people. It's like these people who said that Kelly Bryant ought to get a championship ring on a team he wasn't on. This man gave a statement with about... I'm just going to guesstimate about 40 to 50 words. You know how many? That's about 37 to 47 words too many. He ought to just put out a statement that says, this is stupid. I quit. Like other institutions vigorously protect the university's brand and trademarks. The, the word the, bunch of buckeye bozos. And it's a waste of everybody's time, and it's not going to happen, thank goodness. Idiots. Free advertising, though. We're talking about it. Congrats. As if you Got needed us. it, <laughs> Ohio State.
I guess any publicity is good publicity. Even the even the kind. <laughs> Stick around. Well, just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Roger, you caught me with a mouthful of pound cake. Man, I'm sitting over here working, you eating pound cake and drinking coffee. Yeah, hang on, let me pour some more. I still got some left. Still hot. And it is still hot. It's the most amazing thermos in the world. 12 bucks from Walmart. And it's the actual thermos brand. Thermos brand. Give them props. If anybody wants to get me a birthday or a Christmas gift come December... One might have to bail me out of jail. That that would be great, um, considering how my IRS extension goes coming up in October. <laughs> <laughs> you need to pay those folks, man. <laughs> yeah. But if that's all well and good, you don't need to do that, then uh, get me a thermos just like the one I've got, just in case something happens to this one. <laughs> Matt, you're talking about... <laughs> oh, and the IRS. Have you ever noticed whenever, you know, you're at an extension or, you know, you're not quite exactly right with them, you hear every commercial about the IRS is coming after you. You start to notice it. Roger, yeah. what? You, do you owe at least $10,000? Oh, <laughs> Lord, no. <laughs> they, it. they are looking for me. They know. That's what you start to think. Well, and it's like there's some, there's got to be a name for that syndrome. It's like you think about it. You're... For example, you're shopping for a new car. You've set your mind on a new type of vehicle that you want. The color, the make, it's in your head. That's what you want. And all of a sudden, you start seeing them everywhere. Everywhere you go, you see that color and make a vehicle. And you think, it's just because I want it. No, it's they've always been there. You just got it stuck in your head. <laughs> you're tuned in you're tuned in speaking of tuning in here it is roger found it the aforementioned early from the squid billies he's a georgia fan and he does not care for auburn I love the auto tune. I don't. I don't care for Auburn. Isn't that fantastic? Early from the Squidbillies. I need to know more about the guy that voices that, but. Um, Sounds a little bit like Red Neckerson. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Red Neckerson. Prognosticator. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, Roger, do you remember Leonard's Losers? Yeah. Whatever happened That's, to Leonard's Losers? Oh, something probably happened to Leonard. Well, yeah, I'm sure. That's what I was actually thinking about because it was they were both kind of contemporaneous to each other doing their own thing but yeah leonard's loser was the one where he would you'd I'd, i even enjoyed listening to that on like usually on saturday morning seemed like when i would hear that or friday yeah 
And and so apparently his name was Leonard Postero. Um, Leonard's losers. I mean, and it was it was on and it was widespread forever. He was a Georgia guy, born in Athens, Georgia, in 1922. Died in 2001. Leonard Anthony Postero Sr. His stuff's all over YouTube, Roger. So we. The 1992 pigskin season is beginning to wind down, and there's still the chance that that little upset bug is still in business. The little rascal has done more damage to this year's pigskin crop than the boll weevil did during the Depression. I can't remember a season when no one was safe from that little varmint, and you can bet that I'll do my best to find a vaccine that'll control him before next year. <laughs> is that not great or what? And and here's the thing about it. For me, growing up as a kid in the 80s, 90s in Alabama, I have no earthly idea where I heard it. I just heard it. I know I heard it. No such thing as the Internet, so that wasn't it. So I'm hearing it on the radio. I just don't I don't remember specifically which radio station it was that carried it locally, but I just know I heard it. Everybody heard it. He had to be syndicated just to the hill. A native of Athens, Georgia, known for his syndicated radio show, Leonard's Losers. And see, again, you didn't hear it in that clip, but if you never heard Leonard's Losers finish, he'd always he'd do the picks, he'd, he'd do a little soliloquy that he had written to intro a game. You know, let's just say it was Alabama versus Tennessee. He'd say, the riflemen of University of Tennessee, <laughs> you know, this, that, and the other, hosting the pachyderms from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and then he'd say this, that, and the other, you know, like you just heard. And then he would finally get down to the pick and he'd go, Leonard's loser, Tennessee. And then he'd move on to the next one. It was fantastic. He's a 1943 graduate of the University of Georgia and served as an aviator in the United States Navy during World War II. In 1958, taped his first Leonard's Losers radio show in Athens. We did it a while, didn't we? He did it a long time. No wonder he's so good at it. The show described college football matchups. Yeah. He'd go the Tennessee Riflemen. He'd go the Red Clay Hounds from the University of Georgia. The Giant Water Lizards from Florida. (laughs) Pachyderms of Alabama. And whenever he would say the University of Notre Dame, he would say the Pope's pupils. (laughs) (laughs) This says that Leonard claimed that he possessed a little smart pill machine to come up with his prognostications. Yeah, I saw a, a promo or him on it. So get your weekly smart pill, load of smart pills here. Uh-huh. How about this? He'd always send it out. Get me out of here, Percy. Let's <laughs> see. that commented, said, cool fall Saturday mornings, AM radio, and Leonard's loser. Oh, Life my gosh. Life was good. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And we've had, again, images and words or, that you can close your eyes and, and feel it. Cool fall Saturdays, fishing in the boat, got a radio going. My dad had it, a little radio that he got like at you know, the dollar store that lasted about 12 years. No joke. We taped that sucker up, built antennas for it, kept it going, put batteries in it. And we'd fish, crappie fish, up in northwest Alabama on fall Saturdays and listen to games on the radio. Jim Fife calling the Auburn games and 
Eli Gold calling the Alabama games. We didn't go to games. We'd go fishing. Yeah, we'd hear Leonard's Loser. They have a script here of one of his. Philip Fulmer leads his riflemen into the Athens Kennel for a shooting match with Jim Donnan's pack of drool dogs. The volunteer army has owned the canines of late, while the red clay hounds think it's about time to sink their teeth into the big orange rifle brigade. The Knoxville army is angry after last week, but the Athens dogs will get the job done. Leonard's loser? Tennessee. 1,400 radio stations, including Armed Forces Radio. And he retired in 1999. Roger? 1,400 radio stations carrying his picks. That's that's why it was everywhere. Exactly. That's yeah. why everybody knows him. That's really good. Leonard's lose. I had not thought about that in a long time. You know, and it's a wonder since... Well, it says he retired in 1999 that nobody has popped up trying to do that sort of thing. You know, if they have, I've missed it. Let me ask you this, Roger, being a lifelong radio guy yourself. So Leonard's Loser, a sports syndicated radio segment. You remember Earl Pitts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Earl Pitts. Sounded something like that. Earl Pitts. And, yeah. and he would sign off with, Pitts off. <laughs> That's how he... He was always yeah, mad that. about something. Roger, the funniest Earl Pitts bit I ever heard on the radio. He said Junior got in his truck one day and put in a cassette tape, and he started listening to it. And he didn't like, you know, basically he described it and said he didn't like how it sounded. So he said, I hit the eject button and gave it a fling out my driver's side window. Apparently it was a Snoop Dogg cassette. He said, I gave it a fling out the driver's side window. He said, Junior says, Daddy. That's my doggy style tape. He said, I, and, and, and Earl Pitt said, Son, it is doggy style. Dead on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> the music played and he went, Pitt's off. <laughs> and it seems like he it, part of his stick was he would say something and then he would say, Wake up, America. Isn't that what he did? Earl Pitts would say, Wake up, America. I think you're right. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't doing sports stuff though. Right? <laughs> he just kind of doing general commentary. He just did general everything, topical then, stuff. Yeah. You're right, and you'd hear him all over the place. But those are the two that I can remember. They were, you know, it wasn't a show, but it was like a syndicated, you know, I don't know, piece. I don't know what you call those things. A feature is what we call it. You call it a feature? Yeah. Okay. Something you carry once a week. Yeah. Short. Hey, let's short you and form. I, Roger, me and you, let's come up with an idea. For a feature that we can do, and and see if we and get it syndicated. All right. What would it be? We're not doing anything else this fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's our bit. Sarcastic Roger. <laughs> All right. Enjoyed it. Today's got been. Some, a, got something for you. What's that? Here. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say. So long, neighbors. Get me out of here, person. See ya. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.